Welcome back to the Retro Craptacular Podcast, where each month we continue our search for the best bad movies on the planet Earth. I am your host, Aaron, and I am joined, as always, by Matt. I think it was the fastest you've ever done that. No, I've done it faster. Oh, okay, well, never mind. Maybe. I don't know. It's up there. I've gotten it pretty, pretty, pretty down, considering we only do this once a month. Yeah, fair. I've got it pretty well rehearsed. i got to remember for next time to start timing you. But, uh, yeah, this is... It's hot. This is hot. This is well, not this so much. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is really awful. But uh, well, dude, we don't usually yeah. start with the weather. No, but it was particularly hot today. Do you know how hot it actually was? Like in I, Celsius? I don't. But it was neither do I. Too hot. It felt way too hot in my car, which does not have air conditioning. But uh, that's no one wants to hear this. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Summer is coming. That's and that that's means that summer movies are also coming. We saved it. We brought it back around. Nice. Um, I did the old snap and then finger, but then I realized. Should we do good news first or bad? Do you want to talk solo first or or bad stuff first? Uh, well, let's, let's talk solo first. Cool. Good. All We're right. Currently in a decent mood. Let's Yay. not ruin it quite yet. We'll we'll ruin it in a second. Cool. Uh, yeah, we saw Solo since we last, um, chatted. Yes, it's been a on, while. On mic. Uh, have you seen it more than once? No, I've only seen it the one time. Okay. I, I do want to see it again. I, I went, really do. I went for the twofer. Nice. Uh, the second time was interesting because it was me, about six other people in the theater. Now, mind you, I went on like a Wednesday night or something like that. So it was a weird night. But still. But... Everyone else in the theater, like I was the youngest person in the theater by like 50 years. Wow. <laughs> what? Everyone had gray hair. Cool. Yeah. I, it's a lot of people. I, I, I just, I don't know. I didn't expect uh, to see that demographic represented so thoroughly. Yeah. It's just you and a bunch of like seniors, middle-aged people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even like it was like senior citizens night or something at the theater. It was just like. They were just there to see Solo. They were just there to see Solo. So I'm like, that's kind of cool. Maybe there's real big Han Solo fans. No, yeah. I'm, back in their day. I'm not I'm not disparaging them. I just... Uh, no, I know. I, I, thought, I was yeah. trying to rationalize it. I don't... Yeah, I'm assuming they were... Yeah, they probably took their kids to see the original Star Wars. And then they were like, oh, we should go see Han Solo. Whoa. And they're Irish. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, Irish. that was a little bit Irish. <laughs> Did they all order potatoes? Uh, I mean, they could have. You could get French fries at that. The VIP theater. VIP. Yeah. This wasn't VIP, actually. This was normal. <laughs> they took that movie out of VIP real fast. Oh, yeah? Well, it's just, yeah. It hasn't been doing well. Uh, I didn't really expect it to do that well, but... Which is unfortunate. I mean, I enjoyed it so much yeah. more than I thought I would. So. Oh, I did, too. And, and there's a lot of factors into why it's not doing well, you know, five months after Last Jedi... Yeah, yeah, yeah. People very divided on Last Jedi. Yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so uh, the marketing I did not think was fantastic in terms of like really selling us on Han Solo, like a, as like a new Han Solo. You yeah, know? that's true. Um, and again, I think that comes down to timing a bit with when you could launch the marketing because you don't want to launch it before Last Jedi, and you don't want to launch it like immediately after Last Jedi either. Because you could, you know, take distract and confuse people potentially. 
Um, People are easily confused. Yeah, so um, it uh, there was a lot of a lot of factors, and I do feel like there was just a bunch of people that were like, "I don't want to see this movie, no matter what." Like, even if it's great. Like, I do know some people that are like, they asked me my opinion on it. And I was like, no, I really liked it. It's a lot, it's a lot of fun. Like, you should go see it. And they're like, nah, I won't. Huh. Oh, all right. But, you know, and I'm like, that's kind of your loss. But, yeah, no kidding. Uh, no, I, I really liked it. I actually, the one thing I was most concerned about was seeing a new person play Han Solo. And I thought that he did a really good job. Yeah, like, I, I was expecting it to just be... It's whatever. Like, yeah. I was expecting just blah, kind of. But not only was he, like, good, but I there were a couple moments where I was actually legitimately impressed mm-hmm. by this dude's acting. Yeah. And, and I liked, I mean, obviously Donald Glover is great as Lando. And of course. There was no doubt about that. <laughs> Amelia Clark. Uh, I, I've seen her in other things that aren't Game of Thrones, and I've always been like, eee. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But uh, I I thought she was good in this. Um, I don't think I'd ever seen her in anything, so I didn't really have anything to compare. I mean, she's most famous for Game of Thrones. But she was also in that terrible um, Terminator movie that they did a couple years ago. That I turned off halfway through. Oh. Yeah. Oh, like Genesis? Genesis. Genesis. That's how they spelled it. G-E-N-S-Y-S. It was supposed to be Genesis. Anyways, it fucking sucked. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe the third act really turned it around, but I somehow doubt it. You'll never know. No, I never will, and I'm okay with that. Woody Harrelson was really fantastic as well. And I I was not too keen on, like, seeing things like, I'm like, I don't really need to see the Kessel Run. You know? Like, there was... Yeah, that... I I never really fully understood what the Kessel Run was, but it was always just like yeah. this thing, like this, like this, this thing of uh, of honor, like this thing of respect or whatever. Yeah, that lots of people kind of knew about. Or that yeah, he did it really fast. Yeah, but then actually seeing it, I don't know, kind of took away from that for me a little bit. A little bit, yeah. I I don't not a ton, but. Still, it's like, oh, okay. I guess that's the Kessel Run that he did in 12 parsecs, was it? Only if you round down. <laughs> I thought that was a good, that was a good little bit. Yeah. Um, there were lots of good little bits like that yeah. in the movie. The, the humor, humor I thought was pretty on point, um, especially between Han and Chewie. I thought there was a lot of good little moments, like, you're touchy. I thought that was pretty... <laughs> Yeah. Or, or like when they're in the shower at the same time, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like that—that uh, that was pretty funny. But yeah, uh, yeah I—I um, I had some notes I wrote down. I think. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> um, what did you think of like how he got his name? I was a little confused. It was—it was kind of dumb, right? Yeah, I had, like he didn't. Like his, he only had the name Han before then. I guess. Like I mean, he didn't but, didn't have a uh, like a surname. But he talked about his dad earlier or, or later in the movie, where he's like, "My dad built these ships, and you know, he worked at the plant on Corellia or whatever." So, like, I assume he had some sort of family name, but maybe 
Some people don't in Star Wars. I don't. I don't know how it works. Yeah, I, I just felt like I was just confused. Yeah, and then, <clears throat> but the fact that it's like some like imperial fart bag who's just like, you're alone, huh? Yeah, we'll call you Han Solo because you're so alone. Oh. I thought it was a good, like I always thought, like the name was like a nice metaphor for his personality. But, but nope, it's not it's anymore. It's just a bad pun now. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my one, like, eh, moment. Yeah. yeah, that was that was weird. Um, overall, didn't didn't detract from the joy of the movie for me. No, it, it happened early on, which helps. So you were able to forget it. Um, there were some fun little Easter eggs. Oh, the other thing I did not like was the the really terrible mask. That they had for one of the Wookiees that Chewbacca rescues on Kessel. Remember he like rescues this other Wookiee? Oh yeah. But it looks like when you watch um I think it's it's either the first Planet of the Apes or or beneath the Planet of the Apes, where there's like a big crowd scene and you just like if you look at like the background extras, they're all wearing these like dead eyed, like pullover, like rubber masks, they're like boom. <laughs> Like really stupid looking like ape faces, and that's kind of what it reminded me of, uh, or like an off the shelf like Sasquatch costume or something that they needed for like another Wookie. They just made it look real cheap and stupid. <laughs> it made me think of Chewbacca's dad <laughs> from the <laughs> holiday special. Itchy, yeah, oh uh, yeah, that's too bad. Uh, there were some fun Easter eggs in there though. Like I liked. Uh, when Lando's doing his, like, little, like, video journal thing, he mentions, like, the Moon of Sharu, which is um, from one of the Lando Calrissian books. Oh. And there's, like, uh, something from the cover of Han Solo and the Lost Legacy. There's, like, this crystal skull in the background of, like, Dryden Voss's room. Um, I thought that was kind of neat. But, uh, oh, and... Um, when Kira beats the crap out of the um, the Pike guy on on Castle, and then L three is like, "What's that?" And she's like, "It's Terrace Cassie. Uh, Dryden taught me." There's that video game for the original PlayStation. I don't know if it was a fighting game called Masters of Terrace Cassie. Oh, do you remember that? No. Oh, okay. That was I thought that was a fun little like wink to the to like the hardcore sweaty star wars fans that would recognize that which i immediately did as you started sweating buckets yeah that's really cool i thought that was fun um but we gotta before we stop talking about solo we do have to talk about um should we issue a spoiler i mean it's been out for a long time and apparently everyone stopped watching it by now but i guess we'll say spoilers um darth maul shows up at the end of this movie Mm-hmm. And as far as spoilers go, it's like he doesn't do anything. It's all over the internet too. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> at this point, yeah. Uh, I feel like at this point you either know or you don't care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how did you? Did you think that was a weird inclusion? Yes, it happened, and I was really surprised. Yeah. But I also knew from the flow of the movie that the movie was about to end, so this was just supposed to be like a fun little Easter egg thing, kind of. But I wasn't having fun so much as I was confused. Yeah. And then... But I was, like, kind of on the fence when it happened. 
And then he ignited his lightsaber. Yeah. And I was like, no, Ugh. this yeah. is dumb. There is literally no reason for him to do that right now. I know. And I was like, literally five minutes before that, I was thinking like, oh, this is probably going to be the first Star Wars movie with no lightsaber. That's pretty cool. <laughs> nope. No. Nope. They had to shoehorn one in. Uh, but I, I definitely was like, like, I wasn't confused as to why he was in it. Because I keep on top of the shows, and, and I read the Darth Maul miniseries comic that they did a couple years ago, where he, like, takes over, like, the Death Watch and becomes, like, a criminal master mind, underlord, overlord, whatever, underground overlord. <laughs> I had too many, I had too many thoughts going at the same time. Yeah, no um, <laughs> Anyway, he's a freaking crime boss, which crime is boss, pretty yeah. cool. And, and... So I knew that that was something that happened in canon, but then I was more confused as to like, why are you putting this in here? Because like, what are you trying to set up? You know? Do you think that they're trying to set up something for the future or was it? Well, they, I, otherwise why put it in there? I think it was, like, like I, I don't know. I, I felt like it was just supposed to be like, well, a fun Easter egg. Darth Maul was the evil person that they were all like reporting to like just to get rid of kira kind of thing so that she has a reason to leave no just to there was supposed to be like a kind of a twist or something oh, like okay. a bit of a reveal like like they like it was said before like dryden even like he even he has yeah. someone he reports to yeah and i think thing. i think we all kind of i mean i thought that was going to be job of the hut when he was like, you know who I work for. I'm like, oh, it's going to be Jabba, and Jabba's going to be the big bad. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Well, that wasn't the case. Yeah, but then I think, uh, yeah, because like, I took that to mean like, okay, so this is obviously planting something for a sequel, which I would kind of be interested in, but you can't have Han Solo ever meet Darth Maul. Because in A New Hope, he says, I've flown from one side of this galaxy to the other, seen a lot of strange stuff, but I've never seen anything that would make me believe that there's one all-powerful force. Yeah. And so you can't, you cannot have him um, interact with, interact with, force with, user? with Darth Maul, like in any way, um, or else that kind of ruins that. But I think, like, if they're trying to set up a sequel, too bad, because I don't think we're going to get one at this point. I would like one. Yeah, Like, I, I, you know, at the end of this movie, I I was like, you know what? I would watch just another, another movie with this, because I really like this cast. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I really want to see, like, you know, what other kind of uh, adventures they, they get up to. Um, and I think there's room there cause like a lot of people were complaining that like, oh, you know, at the end he does do the right thing and gives the hyper fuel to the, to rebels and, and is, you know, kind of, it like mirrors the same arc and he's not like the jaded guy that we meet at the beginning of a new hope. But I think there's a place you could take the story where like he does meet up with Kira again and then she ends up like betraying him or something and either he has to kill her or whatever there's some sort of you know betrayal or heartbreak there and that could be the thing that like tips him over the edge into being that mm. 
Yeah, I definitely had it in my mind when when I was watching the movie that he might have to kill her. Yeah. And that would be really important to his character. Didn't happen, but there was mm-hmm. there was elements of betrayal there anyway. Yeah, but there I mean there is always kind of this like showboaty um element to Han Solo where mm-hmm. he's, you know, trying to talk himself up to be you know, bigger, larger than life or, or badder than he is. Yeah, Even in the sure. original movie, I think so. Right? Like, so when she says, like, I know exactly who you are, you're the good guy. And he's like, no, no, I'm not. I'm a terrible person. I'm like, well, like, I don't think, you know. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think that actually takes too much away from his character. Yeah. Because he's the guy who will do the right thing in the end. Right? Like, he has a chance where he can, like, take the hyperfuel to Dryden, betray everyone, you know, betray Enfys Nest and, and get his money and, and go home. But he chooses to do the right thing. Just like when he takes his reward at the end of A New Hope and then he decides, like, you know what, now I gotta go back and help my friend. And then he goes and saves Luke. Yeah, totally. So, you know... I don't. I don't think it undermines his character too much, but no, I no, I wouldn't say so. It's good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm torn b- between my my feelings on how it's performing at the box office. Part of me is like it's too bad because this is a really fun movie, and I think a movie that a lot of Star Wars fans would like and could get behind. And it's it's too bad that they're denying themselves of that. But then it's also a part of me. It's like. Well, if this doesn't do well, then maybe Lucasfilm will take more risks and do things with new characters or lesser-known characters Mm. and not just rely on name recognition. Which could be a lot of fun. Basically, I hope this kills the Boba Fett movie that's been rumored. Oh, I did not know that that had been rumored. Yeah, don't want it. No. Don't want it at all. No. Although I did see a tweet that someone put out cuz it was the guy the guy that directed Logan is rumored to be attached to the Boba Fett movie. Oh. And I'm like, no, like I don't I don't care. I love Logan, but I don't want to see Boba Fett. But then someone tweeted at Lucasfilm just give the Boba Fett movie to Taika Waititi, you cowards. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yep, yep, yep. Would yep, definitely watch do it, it then. Yep, absolutely, 100%. Wow. Do it. Fucking do it. And then someone made um, fan art of Taika Waititi in the Boba Fett armor. Oh, my god! And I was like, it was perfect. It was perfect. He's a, you know, he's age appropriate. If, the, if you were to do it after Return of the Jedi... He's age appropriate. He's a you know New Zealander Maori guy. Yeah. Perfect. Wow. I absolutely want that. <laughs> and and step away. Give him Boba Fett and then step away. <laughs> Do not nitpick every little thing he does. Yeah, I would. I would hundred percent watch that. Uh, it'll never happen no. because Lucasfilm are cowards. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and they have to they seem to have to micromanage <laughs> their directors to oh. death and i think also part of the behind the scenes drama is what contributed to to people not not turning out for solo as well oh, and yeah. so i hope they've learned that lesson as well where it's like you know what these things will work out better when you just leave your directors to do their thing that's what works at marvel it can work here too. It should work here. There's no reason it shouldn't. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see with what happens in the future. Yeah. So overall, solo good. Also overall, Star Wars fans bad. Oh yeah. So I gotta I gotta think. I'm gonna I'm gonna get on my soapbox for a second, if that's okay with you. Oh yeah, just let me cough. All right, soapbox engage. So, <laughs> Kelly Marie Tran, who played Rose in The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. uh, left Instagram and Twitter, um, basically, I guess, just all social media, last week. It closed down her accounts. Deleted all her photos uh, from Instagram, and yeah, just like radio silence, basically. Why? Um, because she got, like harassed death threats racist comments all from people who hated the last jedi and didn't like her character what yes that's disgusting it's absolutely terrible look if you i i was planning on making uh an episode of this podcast where we talk about the last jedi because we are both on the positive side of The Last Jedi. Absolutely. And I, Incredible movie. And I was sick of this, you know, um, the the hatred, the you know, towards this movie and people calling Ryan Johnson an idiot and, and you know, Disney for ruining the franchise because I think it's easily the best of the new and and one of the best overall. And so I was like, you know what? The, the pro-Last Jedi camp needs... You know, a voice that's going to be as loud as all the naysayers. And so I was just going to make a thing where I called everyone who didn't like it an idiot and explain why. And you know what? I'm not going to do that now. Because here's why. If you don't like a movie, that's fine. It's a fucking movie. Yeah. Get on with your life. It's a good way of looking at it. Like, I... I don't care if you think The Last Jedi was the worst installment in the franchise. To me, my opinion on that is, well, that's your loss. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. You know, yeah, if, if you feel that, that uh, you know, it didn't do justice to the characters or, you know, Luke Skywalker wasn't the Luke Skywalker that you always remembered and he wasn't the hero that you thought he was going to be in like whatever that that we can have we I'll gladly sit down with you and have a civil discourse and we can go point for point okay like point counterpoint and talk about our feelings on the movie in a civilized manner but if you are such a like butt hurt petulant man child that the only way you know how to express your anger is to harass a woman on the internet until she leaves social media then fuck you yep I don't want you to listen. And if you have a problem with that, shut this podcast off. I don't need your downloads. I don't I don't want you to listen to this show. Because you're not a Star Wars fan. You're just a fucking bully. Yeah, I can't believe, like, 
I, I had no idea that this had happened. And I am, I'm so shocked and appalled that people did this. I feel like, and I mean, like, I don't, I don't know uh, to what extent this is true, but it, it seems to me, and I, I've, I heard on, on another podcast I was listening to that the large majority of these Star Wars fans that have such a huge issue with The Last Jedi are actually just sexists. There's a lot of that. There's a lot. There was a lot of that. Um, there, there was some some white supremacist groups that like organized, um, like, uh, like comment raids and stuff like that. Oh boy, on her thing because they didn't like the fact that an Asian woman had a leading role, and that's that's the issue that they had. Yeah, and like, look, if if that's the issue that you had, then then like, fuck you, you're a racist go suck a dick and die. Like, I don't, I don't fucking care about you. Yeah. Piece of human garbage. But if your issue is like, Oh, I don't like the way Luke Skywalker, he wasn't the hero that I remember from return of the Jedi. You know what Luke Skywalker would never do? Like sit behind his computer and fucking harass someone (laughs) over a movie over something that they had no control over. Yeah. Like, Luke Skywalker would never encourage this behavior. So, you're also a piece of shit if you if you engage in that. Like, get the fuck over it. Absolutely. There's three, there's three great Star Wars movies from, you know, the 70s and 80s. You can go watch those. You don't have to watch the new ones. You can just sit in your home and be bitter over Disney ruining Star Wars if that's what you want to do. But, like, if you're going to harass someone who, like, probably booked their dream job. Yeah, no kidding. Who doesn't want to be in a Star Wars movie? Exactly. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. So, And especially who... I, I can't even imagine being in a Star Wars movie. But be, being able to be a woman in such a huge franchise yeah. as Star Wars as a strong female character. Yeah. Like, that's... Incredible. Like a woman and a, vis- a visible minority. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I just, ugh. Like, I, like, it, like, it actually, it, it, it's enraging. Yeah, and rightfully so. I just, is there anything we can do for Kelly Marie Tran? That's what I'm thinking right now. Oh, yeah, no, there was, like, a, there was a hashtag going around um, that was, like, 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 strength for Rose or something like that, or, like, like, fan art for Rose. There was all these people, like, posting fan art of Kelly Marie Tran and stuff. So, I don't, I don't know. I think the best way you can support Kelly Marie Tran in, you know, indirectly is just be a decent person on the internet from now on and call out people who are being assholes. Yeah. And if you see comments like that, like report them, report them to Facebook or Twitter or, um, or Instagram, and and check the hate speech box because there's there's options for that. Good. So, you know, I'd say that's that's the best way you can do it. And yeah, I don't know. I I just I'm Kevin fucking I'm so sick of like the venom in this fandom. It's just and it's always. The loudest voice always wins out, and it always seems to be the negative voices that are the loudest. Yeah, well, in this podcast, 
It's the positive voices that are the loudest. Oh, yeah. We're Team Rose, 100%. Absolutely. Great um, character. Well acted. Yeah. And she seems like a wonderful human being. Yeah. Like. Oh, like the. Yeah, I saw some videos with her and John Boyega. <laughs> and it was just. It was so much fun. Yeah. But I mean, like, this isn't new. Like, when, you know, we saw the first trailer for The Force Awakens, people were pissed off that there was a black stormtrooper. Like, it's just. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Again, it's like. It's. It's just racists and and sexists yeah yeah there's a lot of that going around um which like i said which means that they have no they they get they don't get a say yeah no you don't you don't yeah you don't get an opinion yeah if that's the reason you didn't like a movie then you don't get an opinion if you didn't like a movie because you had problems with the narrative or the characters or the acting or the you know technical aspects of the movie that's fine. Let's let's talk about it in a civilized manner, or let's just agree to disagree. Yeah, or just move on because it's just yeah. a movie. <laughs> and like maybe the ninth one will be better, but you know what? Yeah, at the end of the day, it's there's no excuse for that kind of behavior, and so yeah. and you know what? I'm willing to bet that the ninth movie is going to be full of really strong woman characters. Yeah, it's kind of the direction this the uh, yeah the, the series is going, and visible minorities. Yeah, so. Also, if you like white male action heroes, go see Solo, you pieces of <laughs> shit. Like, fuck. Uh, and they will never be. Yeah, okay. Speaking of white male action heroes, <laughs> there's a new Jurassic World sequel coming out. It's Jurassic World 2 slash Jurassic Park 5. Right. Do you give a shit? Because I don't. I didn't know that it was happening. I saw... I haven't even seen a trailer or anything. Oh, I saw one trailer where, like, the island explodes. And I was like, I feel like I just saw the whole movie. And then I saw another trailer where they show you everything that happens after the island explodes. And I'm like, oh, now I've seen the whole movie. I hate trailers that just give you the whole plot. And it looks bad. And I'm on the record as liking Jurassic World. Okay? Like, I had fun with it. I think the Jurassic Park sequels are never... You're never going to live up to the wonder and amazement and just, like, pure class of filmmaking that the first Jurassic Park was in. So, like, the least you can do is be, like, a fun popcorn, you know, ride. Yeah. And Which is I, what Jurassic World was, right? Yeah, I feel like it accomplishes that uh, pretty well with its like white macho male stereotype hero and yeah, annoying children leads. Yeah, you know, but that's just we're not here to talk about Jurassic World because we just watched Jurassic Park three. I have a, a proposition I'd like to discuss with you. I've chartered an airplane to fly us over Isla Sorna, and we'd like you to be our guide. We'd love to make a contribution to your research here. It could almost be paradise. My God, I'd forgotten. We have a landing strip up you ahead. You cannot land on this island. Oh, my God! But in this forbidden place... Where man has tampered with nature. This is how you make dinosaurs? This is how you play God. 
something unexpected has evolved. They can talk to each other. To a degree we never imagined. On July 18th, you probably won't get off this island alive. It's not just a walk in the park. They set a trap. They actually set a trap. Matt, what did you think of Jurassic Park 3? Not as bad as I thought. Right? Yeah. Like, it's kind of fine. Yeah. If you can get over the fact that these people are stupid enough to land the plane on the island. Yeah. Then it's then it's great. I mean, that's so we're, the... We're supposed to be led to believe that they were desperate enough. Yeah. To do it. Which, like, okay, I guess. Uh, it's, it's dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're immediately attacked by a dinosaur. A real big one. Uh-huh. I mean, that's that's the issue with all of the Jurassic Park sequels, is why are these people putting themselves into this situation? <laughs> uh, like, in the first one, they had no idea what was happening, and, and that was part of the amazement. Is like, at first, it's like, ooh, ah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I think that Jeff Goldblum has a line, and in The Lost World, he's like, ooh, ah, yeah, that's how it always starts. But then later, there's running and um, screaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, oh. And and so, you know, and uh with these ones it's always like, No, 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 you're willingly putting yourself Yeah uh onto the island with dinosaurs, so this is kind of your fault. Yep. Um Yes. But that being said, I don't think it's uh look, it's probably the worst of the Jurassic Park sequels. I think number two is better, just by the fact that Steven Spielberg made it. Um but it has some it has some really good sequences. But this this is like again, it just needs to be a fun summer action ride kind of thing, right? Where yeah. so people get chased by dinosaurs, excitement ensues, we're all scared that they're gonna die, and then they don't. Like, but you kind of already know who's going to die and who's not. Yeah, it's the guys with one name. <laughs> they're <laughs> they're all going to die. <laughs> oh, yep. Yep. Uh, it's all the ones that aren't name actors. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, basically the plot, we can get through this pretty fast because there's not a lot of it. Yep. Is Alan Grant is a jaded paleontologist digging up bones in Montana, running out of money because... A, I don't know how paleontologists make money in the first place because, like, who cares, kind of? Like, it's not... <laughs> <laughs> Some people do. No, like, sure. Like, when he's, like, talking to Ellie about, like, oh, man, we're learning so much about raptors. Like, you know, they're so so intelligent. They're smarter than, than dolphins or whales or primates. I'm like, cool. How is this information useful to today's world? Uh, right. You know, that was, that was kind of like, who's paying you? Like it, like so, at the end of the day, someone just has to be funding them out of curiosity. I guess so. Like, I feel like there's very little application to the study of dinosaurs to, to understanding. Like, like all, all you can get is like, well, this is, uh, I guess what the world was like 65 million years ago. Now, you know, moving on, moving on. We have an oil crisis, you know, that sort of thing, <laughs> yeah. which is what dinosaurs turned into. So, mm-hmm. you know, 
Oh. Yeah. Um, so there's that. So he's running out of money because, A, who cares? B, there's an island with living dinosaurs on them, so everyone's kind of over bones. Yeah. And so then William H. Macy shows up and he's like, hey, Dr. Grant, me and my wife are uh, adventure tourists and we've booked a flight on the moon and <laughs> we're going to, and we've climbed K2 and shit. Anyway, so we're going to fly a plane over Isla Sorna and we'd like you to like come along and point out some dinosaurs to us. And he's like, nah, I don't, that's not a good idea. And they're like, we're going to write you a huge check. And he's like, you got it. Here we I go. I can put all kinds of numbers on this check. <laughs> Ones. Twos, Twos, threes, hear me out now, fours, <laughs> fives, endless. Endless possibilities. Endless possibilities of, of numbers and combinations. Marbled meats. <laughs> Marbled numbers. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> a Brian Regan joke that we stole. Go look him up. He's great. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and so then he's like, yeah, all right, cool. So then like him and Billy, his like womanizing protege yep are, are uh on the plane with the kirby's and their like hired mercenary friends and they're like flying over the island and they're like do you see anything and they're like no not yet and he's like what are you talking about there's so many dinosaurs down here there's a brachiosaurus herd and then they're like we got a landing strip we're gonna put it down and he's like whoa no 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 no! you can't do that and then someone named cooper punches him in the back of the head and then they land the plane while he's unconscious uh and then they get attacked by a spinosaurus and they crash the plane they get attacked by a spinosaurus and then they run away uh, and they get attacked by a Spinosaurus, and they run away towards a T-Rex, and they get chased by the T-Rex, but then the Spinosaurus shows up and fights the T-Rex, and then they this find... my second favorite part of the movie. Yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty cool. Uh, and then they find uh, the sun's parasail. Oh, right, so their son is missing on the island because he went parasailing. Yeah, they were actually lying. And got lost, yeah. Lying about yeah. why they were going there. I skipped over that. Yeah. Um... That's the first scene in the movie is the kid is parasailing with like the wife's like new boyfriend because they got divorced. And uh, then like the spine, you're led to believe that something, probably the Spinosaurus, because it can swim, kills the people on the boat that's taking them parasailing and they have to like unhook and, and fly into the, into the island, onto the island, into, onto, prepositions so tricky um (laughs) but uh anyway so they find the dead boyfriend and the parasail which they keep for later that's important remember that the dead boyfriend no the parasail (laughs) just the way you worded it um just being cheeky and they find a raptor nest which is also important to remember for later uh and then they find a building and then they're chased by some raptors and they escape and then they, they get separated up and Alan Grant finds the kid and they're chased by the Spinosaurus and then they go into the thing with the Pteranodons and they're chased by the Pteranodons and they're chased by the Spinosaurus again once they get on the boat and they go down the river look long story short they get chased by dinosaurs a lot and then they get off the island yep alright so thanks for listening to the podcast <laughs> <laughs> Um. Ugh. Yeah. Well, that's that's the breakdown. That's the short version of it. But let's uh, let's unpack this a little bit. What were some of the bits you liked? 
You know what? I made three notes while watching this movie. Great. I made one note. Oh, you got me beat. The rest I got up here. Oh, I see. my brain. No, I don't have anything in my brain. I've seen this movie many times. No, oh, I see. I got the VHS uh, for Christmas, the year this, this came out. Oh, cute. And I watched it three times that day. Nice. <laughs> three times in one day. Hell yeah. Hell uh, yeah. To be a kid again. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Anyway, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't make a whole lot of notes. The the parasail that the guy is using says Dino Dash S O A R Dinosaur. Yeah. And I hated that. <coughs> That's terrible. That's great. And why? What a pun cuz you're soaring. No, but like why is why is that a parasail? Is that a brand in this Jurassic Park world or like No, I think it's the name of the the company. That does the tours. Oh, that's, that's a regular thing to go parasailing near that island? Kind of. I was wondering about this, too, because it starts with... Well, it starts with the best main title sequence ever, where the the title Jurassic Park comes up, and then three claws slash right <sighs> through the middle of it, and you get, like, a jagged metal thing going on, and then you fly through the, the slashes to the opening scene. <laughs> <clears throat> Which is awesome. It's so cheesy. By the way. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. But then, uh, then yeah, the guy's got, like, you see a plane flying over, and the guy's got binoculars, and he's waiting until the plane goes. And he's like, all right, we're good. I assume it's what he says, because he says it in Spanish to his buddy, and it's not it's not translated. There's no subtitles. Yeah. So I'm assuming that he's like, all right, cool. There's no planes. We can go. Uh, we can do the thing. And then and then they start parasailing. So I assume it's kind of like a shady, like you got to talk to a guy, you got to talk to the bartender at the place, and he's like, go talk to, you know, this guy. And then you go down yeah, to the docks. Yeah, this is a restricted like, island. Yeah, and he's like, hey, man, do you know, uh, you know, the, do you know this guy? He's like, yeah, yeah, maybe who's asking, you know? Oh, dinosaur. <laughs> I know that. Yeah, but then they've got a branded parasail, so, you know, whatever. <laughs> so I was like, is this a shady thing, or is this a, you can just do this kind of thing? Is this like just white people assuming that, because it's Costa Rica, you can just, just you know, do whatever do, you want. Just do whatever you want. It's like the Wild West. Uh, yeah. You know what? Dude, this movie are... is racist. I just figured it out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, no. It's. I mean, there are only white people in. The... Oh no, there's no, one. There's one. Black they have guy. the token black guy. Who yeah. Dies second. He dies second. Yes, he dies second. Third or fourth, if you count the guys on the boat and Ben. What happened to the guys on the boat? So they're parasailing. They go through some <laughs> fog and they can't see the boat. And there's some jostling. When it comes out of the fog, the boat's empty and there's some blood and it's all torn up. Piranhas. Piranhas? Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm again. I'm assuming the Spinosaurus got them, but again, but they the, were like the boat's still running and they were out in the water. Well, the Spinosaurus can swim. That's established. Yeah, but if it could swim... Well, I mean, they're pretty close to the shore. I don't know. I'm willing to suspend that amount of disbelief. But the Jurassic Park sequels... Well, actually, the Jurassic Park movies in general are notorious for... um, What are they notorious for? Like, like the, the, the space limitations, like, surrounding what dinosaurs can actually do. Like, in the second one, there's, like, that shot of, like, the hand 
It's still on the wheel of the ship as it, like, comes into port. And you're uh... led to believe that, like, the Tyrannosaurus got out and killed everyone. But then later on in that scene, the T-Rex just, like, busts out of the the container in the middle of the ship that was, like, locked. <laughs> so... How did it get into the tiny ship cabin, bite his hand off, and then lock itself back in the thing? Or, you know, there's shots in, like, even in the first movie of, like, the T-Rex's arm just on the fence. And then it, like, you know, so that, you know, you're sp- it's supposed to be conveying the information that, oh, the power is off, so the fences are off. But it's like, T-Rexes don't have that long of arms. Like, how did it get just its arm yeah. on the fence and we can't see any of it? There's no way. Yeah. I have a big head and little arms. Yeah, and in this, it's how did the Spinosaurus manage to eat the two guys on the boat and trash the boat while the boat still went forward? And went like was still the same speed, driving perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. And there's probably one of those things in Jurassic World too, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. However. However, this movie's still kind of fun. Yeah, uh, I, I I like that they were able to get Sam Neill back. I liked him a lot better than uh, Jeff Goldblum in the second one. Oh yeah, I don't remember the second one very well. So I just, I mean, it's I, I like him. I like him better as a character than I liked Ian Malcolm. Oh, okay. uh, from the first one. Like, I thought he was, like, a good, like, secondary character. And then you make the second one kind of all about him. Which is, I get, I guess, you know, I get that that's what he did in the book as well. But, like, I like, I liked Dr. Grant better. He's really the protagonist of the first one. So it's good to see him back. Yeah. Um. And, yeah, I think, I think there's a couple of really good action scenes. I really like the plane crash when the Spinosaurus, like, takes apart the plane bit by bit, where, like, first it, it rips the nose off the plane. Oh, that's the other thing, is, like, the nose of the plane gets ripped off, and you don't see the dinosaur anywhere. No. Like, you see its eye pop up, and then it goes down, and then the front of the plane gets torn off, and it's like... There's nothing there. There's nothing there. Yeah. And the two guys are kind of sitting there, like, dangling in their seats, trying to get out, and then the Spinosaurus comes in and bites the guy. And yeah. Pulls him out. Um... But the rest of that, I really like it when it's, you know, they're inside the plane and, like, falls out of the tree and it's, like, rolling it around and then they gotta run and, yeah. Yeah, it was fun and it was, you know, tense. It's got, it's got good set pieces, I think. Um, the best, the best one for me is the, the birdcage. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. That is, like, set up really well. It, with the fog and the you know the tension where like you don't know what's going on at first and then you see him like picking up the bird shit and he's like oh my god it's a bird cage yeah because if you've seen the poster like it has you know the jurassic park 3 logo with the spinosaurus instead of the t-rex but there's like a shadow of a pteranodon yeah that was like the famous poster right but uh yeah just the way it's set up where like you know they're crossing one by one they disappear into the fog and then kids going and then like when he's like halfway across you, you see the thing like rattle and then he says you know he's like what uh alan on, on the other side and he's like oh my god it's a bird cage she says for what and then you just see the head of the pteranodon like coming through the fog 
and oh, so good. Yeah, I liked it. Really well done. Uh, and you know, that's when Billy uses the parasail to like sail around and, and rescue Eric, who's the kid, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. Um, and yeah, just like really well done and like cool that they finally brought you know flying dinosaurs into the series because i think like you see one at the very end of the lost world i think just kind of like fly up and like sit on a branch over like the ending kind of montage but yeah that that for me is just like a really well executed action scene really uh like yeah really well shot really well paced um and I like I like the the set design of that that birdcage a lot. Yeah, it definitely it definitely stands out as mm-hmm. like the best part of the movie. Mm-hmm. The rivers the riverboat scene is all right too, where the, the Spinosaurus attacks them at night and they set it on fire. Yeah, it's pretty intense and pretty stressful when they're in that cage and getting mm-hmm. pushed underwater. I forgot that that was the last scene though that had the Spinosaurus in it. Oh yeah, yeah. I always thought because uh, like watching it now, I was like, that's kind of an anticlimactic ending for the the Spinosaurus. Yeah, I guess so. Like it's been the main antagonist. But, uh, it, it doesn't really get an ending. No, it doesn't. It just runs off into the jungle. Yeah, it's still there. Yeah, waiting. And then like the the final like climactic thing that happens is the they get cornered by the raptors because it's revealed that Billy stole a couple of their eggs. Yep, in one scene, and then they have to to give them back, and then they do, and they survive. Yeah, I don't. We don't sound very enthusiastic on this movie. Well, again, like it's not that it was great, <laughs> but I <laughs> actually it, it wasn't crappy. No, and and I like I enjoy it. Actually, I think quite a bit. I think a lot of that has to do with I watched it a lot as a kid. I have a lot of nostalgia for it. It's the first Jurassic Park movie that I was able to see in theaters, which mm. is which has a bit a bit to do with it. And then, like I said, I watched it three times. Yeah, when you first got it on Christmas Day, which was dope. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, watching it now, I'm like, it's just fine. Yeah, it's definitely not as good as the first one. But I don't know if it's craptacular either. No. Well, maybe it is. Well, the it's, parts that are good aren't aren't good because they're so crappy, though. No. No, it's true. And I, I don't... Is there anything in this that's exceptionally bad? Like, that stands out as, like, that's really terrible. Like, I know the go-to thing is always... People always bring up that this movie is the talking raptor. Yeah, when... Alan... Doctor, Alan. When Dr. Grant's <laughs> having a, a nightmare and he's sleeping on the plane. Yeah. And then there's, there's also there's no one in the cockpit and he looks beside him and there's just a raptor there and says, Alan. <laughs> but I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's he's, really he's funny. he's having a nightmare. Like, yeah. It, why, like, it, it could be anything that the that the director wanted it to be. Exactly. He's and, having a dream. And, and it would make no sense that somehow a raptor got onto the plane. So why shouldn't <laughs> it talk? Yeah, so... And why wouldn't it look stupid? (laughs) Yeah. I don't think that there's anything in this that's, like, particularly, like, awful. Um, 
like the kid maybe like he's not a great actor no but and, like he, he had been on that island eight weeks yeah. alone managed to survive but like he should have been way more fucked up yeah sure but yeah i mean that's just kind of a that's a bit of a, more of like a nitpick than like a actual like flaw in the movie like is the movie worse because he's not more fucked up you know well, I mean, like, I don't want him to be fucked up. No, yeah. No, I, I guess. But I, I'm just trying to, like, go through and think, like, you know, that scene where this happened, that was bad. And and I don't... For my money, there isn't one. That's, like, particularly bad. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe yeah. like, the the relationship between the wife and the husband, like, tra- they've been getting, like, back together. They, they have a couple of moments where they're talking about, like, where they're, like, reminiscing. And and that, you know. But again, I don't know if that's, like, bad. No, it's just kind just, of unnecessary. I just, was, I just thought it was interesting. Like, when I when I thought about it, I was like, oh, you know what? I think... And, like, I can't remember number two very well, but, like, the Jurassic Park movies tend to just, like, not super overtly. Well, like, Jurassic World maybe leans on it a little heavily, but it always has, like, a little bit to do with, like, oh, family issues. Yeah. No, I mean, that that is true. Like, in the second one, uh, his uh, Ian Malcolm's daughter sneaks onto the um, trailer. Oh, yeah. And, like, hides there until they get to the island. And then, like, they're going there to rescue his girlfriend. And it's pretty clear that uh, she's not his, you, you know, like, they, they don't, she's not their daughter because she's black. <laughs> and there's that. Yeah. They're both very white. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, there's that bit of, like, you know, divorced parents family dynamic new girlfriend yeah a little bit and in this one it was like divorced parents yeah in the second one or in in, yeah in jurassic world it's the parents are getting a divorce yeah and it also has a lot not 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 just to do like like with the like the the kids and their aunt um, like those are the kind of the characters yeah. that are actually there on the island, but it, it, it seems there's just a lot of sub, a subtext between the the aunt and the and her sister, like the the kid's mother. There's like a lot, of, yeah, there's yeah. A lot of like sibling, she, she's like lear- going on yeah, there. she's like learning to be a good aunt, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think is nice that they include that. Yeah, and, and they did in in this one as well. Yeah, and the kid I don't think is like you know. Like he's not like young Anakin, annoying, <laughs> right? Like, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I think maybe the overall flaw in the movie is that it's just kind of middle of the road. Yeah, I guess so. But that being said, I I don't hate it, and I probably watch it again one day. Yeah, if you're like Jones and for Jurassic Park, but it's like I just watched the first one not that long ago Mm -hmm. and it hasn't been that long since i've seen jurassic world 
Maybe I'll just throw on some Jurassic Park 3. I'm going to have myself a yeah. good little Jurassic Park ride. The the birdcage sequence is is well worth watching. That I'd put that set piece up against any of the other action scenes in any of the other uh, sequels. Like it is, it is well done. It's up there with the the trailer cliff sequence in in Lost World and and uh, um, the T Rex attack from the first one. Mm-hmm. Is there a big set piece in Jurassic World? What the fuck was that? I don't know. All right. <laughs> it felt like everything creaked slightly at once. <laughs> Is there like a big... the world. Yeah. Is there a big set piece in Jurassic World? I guess it's the T-Rex, Dominus Rex fight at the end. Yeah, when they're in, like, what, what looks to be, like, um, Universal Studios, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe there isn't, like, a big set piece. I mean, there are some. It's not important. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're not talking about that movie. We're talking about Jurassic Park 3. Oh, and then it ends with some pteranodons just leaving the island because someone left the gate unlocked. Whoops. Yeah. The mom, as they're leaving, like, doesn't close the gate all the way. And, and the latch doesn't lock into place. And so then the pteranodons get out. And they're, like, flying away, and Alan Grant's like, oh, they're probably looking for a new nesting ground. It's a whole new world for them. And no one seems overly concerned about it. Yeah. I like to think that as soon as um, the credits start rolling, like, immediately after that, because you see them, like, flying back towards some, like, aircraft carriers and, like, battleships and stuff, and they're, like, going to, you know, go home. Mm -hmm. I think I like to imagine, like, immediately after that, they just scramble some, like, F-18s and shoot them down. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think they probably should. <laughs> Which would make sense cause as to why it's not addressed in the... We didn't check the extras. Maybe that's the deleted scene. <laughs> it's just like, oh, they're looking for some uh, new nesting grounds. A whole new world for them. <laughs> just, get, just get wiped out. Like, all right, all three bogeys are down. Dun, 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 That'd be amazing. Uh, <laughs> oh, my word. Well, there was that scene in Jurassic World where uh, they're bringing in, like, the, the military contractor guys. They're going to, like, hunt down the Indominus Rex and, like, mm. they're going to, like, field test the raptors. And they're flying in on a helicopter and you see one of, like, the smaller flying dinosaurs, like, flying next to it. And the guy just, like, pulls out his rifle and just, like, <laughs> and just shoots it. Just, like, blows it away. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And I was, like, all I could think of in that, when I was watching that in the theater was, like, I wonder if that's what happened to those pteranodons at the end of Jurassic Park 3. Yeah. Someone was like, <laughs> nope. Boom. There's some different, uh, there's a totally different script for this movie, by the way. I looked up some facts beforehand that they threw out like six weeks prior to shooting. That, wow, what? Yeah. Six weeks? Mm-hmm. It was basically going to be like Alan Grant was um, like, he gets lured back to the island to like, head up like a new research division um like they set up like in the old digs on the island they like you know get it back up and running and they set up this like new research center and he's like the head of that and then there's some teenagers that sneak onto the island to make uh, a documentary 
Okay. Um, and then I guess, you know, chaos ensues from there and trouble, trouble to bruise and, and dinosaurs eat people. Yeah. The usual fare. Jurassic right? Park. Yeah. But, uh, that was, yeah, I think that, that was the original script that they were working on. There was a couple other drafts, but I think that was the one that they were like almost locked on. Huh. And then, like, six weeks before something, they, like, threw out the script and, like, started from scratch. And they're like, nope, let's do it. We're, like, dumb people. Lose a kid on the island and have to go (laughs) get him. I don't know. I think this, for face value, I like the script that we got. Instead of teenagers sneak onto the top secret restricted island. To make a documentary? Make a documentary, yeah. Yeah. That would be like how they'd redo it now. Like if, if the if the sequels and they did if they didn't think the brand was strong and they had like like the sequels had all failed and they're like, Oh, we want to try and like reboot the Jurassic Park franchise, but we don't believe that it's worth like hundred and fifty million dollars. They'd totally do that now where it's like, Alright, there's people sneaking onto the island to make a documentary about dinosaurs so that they could do most of it found footage. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they would. That's how they would reboot it if <laughs> if all of the sequels had like totally bombed and there was like no goodwill towards the the Jurassic Park name anymore. But didn't have to do that. No, didn't have to do that. They made an incredibly profitable sequel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's give this bitch a ranking. A big rank stankin'. Where do you put it on our three-tiered ranking system? Our ranking system being... Don't you forget about me, Breakfast Club Fist Pump. Uh, that is one big pile of shit. Or it's craptacular. It's a little hard to place this one. Um, as much as I would love to, and kind of expect it to, give it the very franchise-appropriate Goldblum line... I'm kind of mm. thinking just... There are multiple big piles of shit in this movie, by the way. Oh, yes. We forgot to talk about that. There's a scene where there's just lots of piles of shit from the Spinosaurus. And they're all huge. And they're all steaming. Like he had just dropped eight loads at once recently. Very impressive. He probably did. And I, I thought my bowels were a freaking roller coaster. Mm. But, uh... Spinosaurus has got it worse. It's always someone who has it worse. It's important to remember that in life. Yeah. I'm going to give this movie just... Just a big old... Yeah. Breakfast Club fist bump. Nice. Um, I'm right there with you. I'm giving it one of those as well. I think it is... Like we said, it's not bad enough to give the one big pile of shit. And it's not like so awfully bad that it's hilarious or enjoyable. It's just, like, pretty enjoyable. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Breakfast Club fist pump for me. It's like a low fist pump. Yeah, yeah, it's like shoulder height. Yeah. It's not, not, you know, above your head. It's It's kind of just like... And and there's no freeze frame, really. No, you don't get get the freeze frame. You just kind of do it once, and then you just... You put your hand down, you get on with your day. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, What do you think the uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it. We should do this part first, but I was having trouble pulling it up on my phone. Rotten Tomatoes for Jurassic Park 3. Is it like 68? Mm, Lower. 
55? Lower. 42. Higher. Ooh, 48. A little bit higher. 49. A little bit higher. 50. Yes. <laughs> oh, right in the middle, huh? Exactly 50. Yeah. Oh. The critic consensus is Jurassic Park 3 is darker and faster than its predecessors, but that doesn't quite compensate for the franchise's continuing creative decline. Oh. Well, we were definitely right about it being middle of the road, weren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's... Maybe we know what we're talking about sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, audience score was 36%. So audiences did not like it, but you know what? Sometimes they're wrong. Yeah, well, I mean, this is a rare one where... I feel like usually the movies that are like rated rotten on Rotten Tomatoes, usually like the audience score is like a little bit higher. Yeah, like even al- if it's not, almost always. Even if it's not much, it's usually like a little bit higher. Yeah. But uh, then now this one, apparently people were angry about it. <laughs> uh, well, if you listen this far, then thank you very much. That means you're a rational human being and probably also not a racist. So Should hope not. we appreciate that about our, our listener base. Um, so thank you so much for, first of all, just being an all-around good person. Yeah, give yourself a pat on the back. Give yourself a pat on the back. Also, if you're uh, if you listen to the last episode, which was not our finest <laughs> by far, uh, thank you for coming back and listening to this. Have I put our worst? I think so. Uh, I haven't listened to the first one in a while, but uh, yeah, but it was about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. No, it's true. It's true. So it must have been fun. It must have been. Yeah, no, it can't have been. We were just in a weird space that day. It was just. It was dark. It was a dark day. <laughs> um, so anyways, thanks for coming back. Uh, if you like the show, uh, tell a friend who you think would also like the show. Uh, and if you don't mind, uh, just give us a, a quick rating and leave a comment on, on iTunes. That helps people find the show. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at RetroCrapPod and retrocrappod at gmail.com if you want to send us like a question we'd love to answer some like listener questions or if you just want to email us and tell us that you hate the show and you hate uh you know you hate us for liking the last jedi and we're a bunch of idiots then like feel free to do that as well um we take all kinds of email yeah we'll probably we'll probably read your email out on the show and make fun of you uh probably uh, yeah. yeah Yeah, if we get, dude, if we get emails from people who are like, you guys are idiots for liking The Last Jedi, and why would you ever put an Asian woman in Star Wars? It's only white people in Star Wars, and also Lando. Blah, you guys. <laughs> and also Lando. <laughs> you guys suck, and you're the worst, and you should you should kill yourselves for liking The Last Jedi. Like, obviously, we're going to make fun of that person. Oh, Han- you already are. Yeah, I already <laughs> am, so, mm, suck it. Um, what else can you do? Oh, we have a Patreon. Um... You can support us on the Patreon if you want. Chuck a buck our way. (laughs) I don't know why I thought that was that funny, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, the lowest thing is just $1, and you get all the episodes early and stuff, and that's cool. Is the tier actually called Chuck a buck our way? Because it should say that. Nah. No. Pity. Pity. Then we've also got some bonus content for, like, the $3 and up tears like we got a phantom menace commentary and we got me losing my voice while breaking down all 18 movies in the marvel cinematic universe 
that I watched in lead up to Infinity War and kind of lost my mind doing it. So many movies. Somewhere in the middle, but like it got better. <laughs> got better near the end. Um, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, and we're we're working on getting some more uh, bonus content up there soon mm-hmm. uh, for those people uh, who are are contributing to that. Um, but yeah, just, you know, retweet the show when you see it and, and, and if you feel like, you know, you want more people to hear it, that that's always great and very much appreciated. Uh, and, uh, I think that's it. Did I miss anything? Nope. Oh, I mean, you can find us on Google Play, iTunes, iHeartRadio, uh, YouTube, basically any podcatcher app will be able to, to get us. But I assume you know that if you're already listening to the show, but I feel obligated to say it. Anyways, um, so thank you so much for listening, and I will, until next time, I will say keep watching crap. Today is a joke. I was squirting water into my mouth sideways. Yeah. While staring at someone. Yeah. And I kept doing it until it just poured out the other side of my mouth. <laughs> and then they looked away and I realized that they hadn't been looking at me the whole time. They had been looking at someone else. <laughs> was this at work? Yeah. Was this in the kitchen? Yeah. Dude, that's not sanitary. It only got on me. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> I just washed dishes. It's fine. I guess you're gonna wash. The, I I guess you're gonna wash them right after. Yeah, that's yeah, that's so, a good point. But I was just like squirting water in my mouth, and it was just coming out the other side. And I was making constant eye contact with someone, and it, and they were not looking at you. No, him. and it was totally pointless. That's too bad. I like to think that there was another person in this scenario that did happen to see oh, you doing. I this. hope it was a customer, <laughs> and it's just who was like, like behind the bar, like outside and just of the like, kitchen. Is that guy? Is he having a stroke? <laughs> Yikes. We need to help that man. <laughs> Oops.